0: And now, a Blaze Media Podcast. Welcome to it. Chewing the fat, that is. If you're listening live on the 28th of May, 2020, I need you to take a moment and remember this day in history. Way back in 2016, four years ago, one day after his 17th birthday, Harambe passed away we lost him I know it rips open a new wound but I just wanted you to take a moment and perhaps bow your head for Harambe okay all right I need a favor from our uh, from our listeners from our influencers from our ambassadors In Germany. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of the Burger King crown. We all have the cardboard Burger King crown that uh, they give away. But in Germany, they have a new Burger King crown that is the six footer that uh, will create that social distancing crown. And it is absolutely awesome. So, if you're in Germany and you're listening to Chewing the Fat and you are an influencer and you can bribe me to become an ambassador, you can bribe me by sending me a Burger King giant crown. That's all I'm saying. A bribe will (laughs) be taken. (laughs) I want one of these desperately. So... You want to become an ambassador? Uh, under the wire, there won't be any votes, no special, no special uh, meetings. You just get the gig as soon as I receive the Burger King crown. That's just the deal. That's the way it is. Yesterday was—I uh, was bummed. They canceled the launch. I was into it. I was watching it. I was enjoying it. I was ready to go. The astronauts were all ready to go, and then no launch. Uh, very sad, but I told you yesterday, uh, that Elon showed up and, uh, he was, uh, he got the, you know, he met the astronauts. Of course they had the mass on, like I said, and they kept their social distances and the, uh, launch cancellation was really, I mean, it was like putting a knife in everybody's heart, but they're going to try to relaunch, uh, or I said relaunch, try to have, have a launch, uh, on Saturday. Uh, at 3.22 p.m. Eastern. So let's hope that it happens. But Elon was there, and he did speak to the press, and it was it's kind of cool. It was kind of cool. This is a dream come true, I think, for me and everyone at, at SpaceX. This is uh, not something that I ever thought would actually happen. So when starting SpaceX in 2002, I really did not think this day would occur. I, I, I expected... Ninety percent chance would fail to even get to a low Earth orbit with a small rocket. So somebody told me <laughs> in 2002 that I'd be standing here with the NASA administrator, meeting the astronauts, and the, the, we've got a rocket and spacecraft on pad 39A, the best pad in the world, uh, which is it's an honor to be there. Duh. I would have thought, man, I don't know what you're talking, but it's not. <laughs> 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 like, like, no way. No. Right. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. Uh, anyway, the launch is going to be Saturday, and uh, if you're excited as many of us are, uh, Saturday at 3:22 p.m. Eastern. It was kind of cool. NASA covered the—I mean, the entire coverage all day long. I guess they're starting at 11 Eastern on Saturday, but they had uh, former astronauts, and uh, I mean, it was it was really cool. So if you have a chance to watch the stream at uh, the NASA site. It's well worth your time if you're excited about the launch at all. Uh, of course we have uh, you know news about a scam that uh, you should be made aware of. Uh, police are saying don't click on the link. And that's probably a pretty good advice for most links that you receive on your phone or on your on your tablet that you don't know where they come from. That's probably a good idea. But you're getting a text now that says someone who came in contact with you tested positive or has shown symptoms for COVID-19 and recommends you self-isolate, get tested, more at, and the link is uh, a COVID-19-ANON.com slash alert. And they're saying uh, do not click On that link. So, and it sounds, you know, kind of legitimate, especially with our contact tracers uh, uh, apps and people knocking on our doors saying, oh, you've come in contact with someone. Have you been sick? And every doctor's office is asking you, have you you been in a city that someone has been sick in? Have you been in a state, a county, where someone has been sick with COVID-19? I mean, just know where your links are coming from. <laughs> you you know what? You can quote me on that. Know where your links are coming from. No, seriously. Know where your links are coming from. So, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter. Uh, he is uh, picking a fight with the president of the United States, Donald Trump. And I would say... Good luck with that, Jack. Um, the president is expected uh, to an executive order about uh, Twitter, and uh, you know he's angry at Twitter. I don't. Do we need? You know, we talked a little bit yesterday about that. Does he need to? Uh, you know, are we making new rules and new laws over that? Nah, I don't think so. But. Jack Dorsey uh, said, uh, "Leave our employees out of this." Uh, he's tired. He's tired because we, you know, we, as in uh, people that are critical of Twitter's choices at what they take down and what they don't take down, and what they say is factual and what they say is incorrect. Uh, they, we took, uh, we took issue with a little bit of their uh, head of site integrity, who is uh, definitely, you know, anti-Trump, anti-conservative. And, uh, he claims, look, there's someone accountable for our action of the company. It's me. Okay. So he wants to, you know, be the man. Well, he is the man. Good. And now he's, you know, picking a fight with the president over, you know, over tweets. Jack, good luck. I know. I get it. It's your company and you've got, uh, you know, you've signed the deal and, you know, you want to stick up for your employees and you think that, uh, your, your boy, Joel Roth, head of site integrity, is, uh, you know, it's one thing. He can be, uh, you know, integral in the Twitter hierarchy, but it's okay if he, you know, puts his tweet out there and talks about, uh, you know, how horrible Donald Trump is. And yet, he's supposed to be... Completely down the middle when we're uh, when we're fact checking for the uh, for the different tweets, right? But if you're look, if you're taking the heat, take the heat. But I think you're picking the you're picking a war with the wrong guy. Good luck. It's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, really, you know, do you pick up and take your toys to another sandbox? Is there another sandbox that Donald could go to, I'm sorry, President Trump, could go to that would, uh, that would equal Twitter? I don't know. You know, there's plenty of people that will post, uh, this, uh, you know, this platform and that platform and go here and go here and do this and do that, but none have really taken off. Does he pick one? And uh, then everybody goes to that site to simply follow the president? It's possible. I mean, if if anyone can do it and make a platform, a new go-to platform for uh, social media accounts, it's him. So I think Jack is picking a battle that he doesn't really want to have good luck it's gonna be interesting though I can't wait to watch the battle take take place and unfold because uh it'll just be fun it'll just be fun that's all you know what else is fun I found out something new I didn't know existed you know we've all heard about re-gifting I, you get something, somebody gives you something and you think, oh, I've already got it. And you say, thank you. And it's, you know, it's a wonderful thing. Thanks. I appreciate it. And you take it home and then, you know, it sits in the closet. And so some night you realize, oh man, we got to go to this party and we should bring a gift and we don't have anything. We haven't run to the store. We haven't ordered anything. Amazon can't drop it off in two minutes yet. And, uh, so what do we, oh, I know we've got that gift that we got that we had given to us is in the closet we'll just rewrap that throw it in the bag and we'll give it to we'll give it to Amy and Joe tonight and they you know maybe they'll like it they'll like it and it's just re-gifting and you just it's fine right well now you could do that with kids I bet you didn't know that I didn't either I wish I had known this earlier <laughs> so there's a YouTube couple that uh, is getting hammered for rehoming their adopted autistic son, Huxley. Now rehoming is something I guess I didn't know existed. I mean I kind of heard it before people have uh, you know, that are you know that take in that adopt children, then they adopt them and maybe they realize it was too much, although I haven't heard it happen very often. Uh, most people who adopt, children that you know have special needs have a you know a huge heart and a and, a, and a, a they they take on the struggle out of their love for the kid no question and the struggle cannot be too hard cuz that's what they're in it for for that kid no matter no matter what the struggle is but apparently uh youtuber uh I guess it's Mika, Mika, M Y uh, K A Stoffer. I, I have I've, I apologize. I have not. Uh, it is not a go-to YouTube site for me, like Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher is, uh, and it should be a go-to site for you as well on YouTube. So you should go there and subscribe and click the notification bell. But her and her husband James uh, brought in their little kid. And they adopted it and they made a big deal about the adoption, right? And they loved it. And they, I love this big, crazy family wouldn't change a thing about it. They got new sponsors. They had people coming to their YouTube site and they made money on their YouTube site. That's what they were doing their YouTube and Instagram and social media accounts for to make money. That's what happens. You become an influencer on these sites, and you make money. That's why it's such a big deal when other YouTube channels get cut back, get shadow banned, all of it. It's just a, it, it, it's a deal. People are in it for the money. I know, big surprise. So they made a big deal about it. Then all of a sudden, they just Huxley just disappeared didn't show up anymore in any of the YouTube videos and I guess Huxley was too much so they gave finally gave an update and people were asking about it and they uh, said that they came to the brutal, brutal decision after discovering there were a lot more special needs that we were just not aware of um, do I feel like a failure as a mom yes you know, of course, 500%. Is that possible to be 500% failure? Anyway, uh, people are mad at them for doing this. They adopted the autistic child from China. And I guess you could just give them back. I guess you just rehome him. them. Uh, I don't know how you do it. You just call up the adoption company and say, come and get your kid. Uh, we're tired of them. Uh, it got too hard. It just got too hard. So take it back. That's fine. And you know, everybody's mad at him and want to, you know, I think I give the money back. What money? They you went there on your own accord and they made deals to, you know, have sponsors and got views on their site. Uh, but they did use the kid as a draw point. So, um uh, That's a a tough call. I'm okay. You know, I'm okay with... with, I get the whole... Let's use the family. And we're going to bring in the kid. But uh, the rehoming? You get tired of it? Just send it back. Yeah. We just got tired of the kid. You know. Man, we brought him in. Sure, we loved him. Sure, we did. Yeah, we brought him in. We loved him. And we... Wanted you to be part of our family too. And thanks for coming on. And sure, we got some new sponsors. And sure, we made a bunch of money. But you know what? It just got too hard. We just couldn't do it. Looking at it from the kid's standpoint, I guess, good? Right? I mean, maybe he ends up in a better place than just being used as this, you know, YouTube clown for the family. Oh, yeah, there's our... There's our little autistic child over there in the corner. Look at him. So you can. Here and speaking of him, look. This is a sponsor for the for the YouTube show. I don't know. Maybe it's better for the kid, right? I mean, let's let's hope and pray that it's better for the kid now, and he's found a place that actually will love him and take care of him and is not so concerned about the struggle, like uh, you know, like the Stoffers know what I'm saying? What else is happening in the world? What else is happening in the world? Oh, I know we're burning cities. We're burning cities down in memory of George Floyd, right? That's gotta be why it's gotta be why we're burning cities down and looting businesses and just taking our stuff in memory. Look, we're so pissed that a police officer and police officers really, uh, Killed George Floyd, and I, I can't tell you it's agonizing, right? That this guy died and how he died, and I, I, I hope, as I said yesterday, I hope the officers are uh, are absolutely thrown in jail and tried for murder or and accessories to murder. And I will say that the the Heritage Foundation uh, had a great post because, you know, everyone supports law enforcement, or at least everyone, you know. It's chewing the fat in particular. Uh, no one supports the police more than we do, but you know what I mean, right? I mean, you, you support the police department. You try to. And the Heritage Foundation post says law enforcement officers, officers have incredibly difficult jobs and generally deserve the benefit of the doubt. i I'll give you that. Society often fails to fully appreciate the challenges and complexities faced by police officers on a daily basis. Even the most mundane calls can turn deadly in quite literally the blink of an eye. Well, no no kidding, and we see evidence of that uh, very often. But sometimes, as an officer's actions are so grotesque, cruel, or mind-boggling that the benefit of the doubt no longer can be extended, sometimes It isn't a matter of waiting for more information, because no additional information ever could justify what the public has witnessed. And the death of George Floyd was simply injustice, and we must not tolerate. Amen, Heritage Foundation. Amen. I'm with you. And we talked about the same thing yesterday, uh, how it can't be tolerated. I mean, it, it... amazed me that the other police officers and the one in particular in the video, and if you haven't seen it, I understand why you don't want to see it. Um, uh, and it's not, the sad thing is, is, you know, we're used to seeing, and at least I am anyway, we're used to seeing people get shot, uh, get beat up horrifically and you feel so terrible. This is a process of this police officer with his knee on this guy's throat. And he's begging. It's just horrific. Just horrific. And not one of the other police officers went over and said, Dude, get up. Let's get him in the car. All right, right, man. That's enough. Get up. We'll get him in the car. Not one. It was just just horrible. But now we're so angry. We're so mad. We're going to loot stores. We're going to burn down stores. We're going to take... Merchandise that doesn't belong to us because George Floyd was killed. That I do not understand. That mentality of rioting and civil disorder, I do not understand. It makes absolutely no sense. A bad thing because of a bad thing. And we are so pissed that George Floyd was killed, was murdered by police officers, we're going to just dare you to try to arrest us as we take stuff from stores, from other people's businesses. It's just incredible. It's an incredible mindset. I don't understand it. Let's go to the break room. I need a drink of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar desperately. So good. Uh, Just a reminder to subscribe to Chewing the Fat, the very podcast you're listening to right now. If you're not a subscriber, please become one. Just go to the platform of your choice. iTunes. Spotify. Spotify. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you're an iTunes user, you can rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find the podcast on iTunes. So I made it easy. Uh, They have, you know, you can say what you want and you can give it stars, but really an easy way for you to get past it and just make your day done is, uh, you know, 20 stars, best podcast ever, and then you're done. Uh it's real simple. So, you know, if you're an iTunes uh user, uh, you know, you just I've made it easy for you. You're welcome. So subscribe to uh Chewing the Fat. If you have uh if you have uh communication that you'd like to uh have with us, you can do so by emailing the show, Chewing the Fat at the Uh chewing the fat at or you can follow me on social media as well, at Jeffy JFR on Twitter. You know, for as long as Twitter is around. And uh, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. A lot of information uh, in the entertainment business today. Really, uh, we we found out, as you well know, I mean, I am fashion, clearly. That's, you know, no question about that. But uh, Gucci has now called uh, fashion shows a worn-out ritual. The creative director, Alessandro Michele has announced that the brand is permanently abandoning the traditional fashion calendar as the industry rethinks how it operates in the light of COVID-19. By desegregating menswear and womenswear and shunning mid-season collections, the Italian luxury label will reduce the number of yearly shows it stages from 5 to 2. Oh, so we're still going to have them, that's... That's nice. In a series of diary entries titled Notes from the Silence, posted to Michelle's Instagram account, the designer said he intended to abandon the worn out ritual of seasonalities and shows in order to regain winter. I think these are stale and underfed words. Oh, isn't that special? So, we'll still get a fashion show and. Gucci's trying to still, uh, you know, hang on to what they got. Uh, Good luck. Good luck. Uh, They've, you know, I love the fashion shows. And, you know, of course they gain all kinds of news with their fashion shows because most of their stuff is, it ain't for you and me. It isn't for you and me. It isn't for, uh, you know, if if you're going to charge into a Target and take what you want because you're mad. You probably aren't wearing Gucci. I don't know. I maybe you are. I'm just. It's just a guess. Just a guess. So uh, speaking of uh, iTunes or you know Apple, uh, they just landed a big deal. Martin Scorsese uh, movie starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. I mean that's gotta be. I, there's there's three guys that I. I, I like their work, but oh my gosh, as a human being outside of their work, all three of those guys, especially, especially Robert De Niro and DiCaprio comes in a pretty close second. You know, he's not, he's not as bad as Robert De Niro. De Niro is the worst. And I just, I love their work. But I cannot take their personal stuff. I just can't. And it's harder and harder for me to get past it. I do. I do. It takes me longer and longer to watch a movie with De Niro in it. Because I have to talk myself into... Just forget about the personal stuff. Just forget about the personal stuff. Just watch the movie. Get yourself into the movie. Just forget about the personal stuff. Just forget about the personal stuff. Okay, that's all you got to do is just forget about the personal stuff and watch the movie. Okay, and then click play, and you're good to go. So, no problem, no problem. Congratulations to Apple though for doing that. I mean, look, there's all kinds of uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Netflix is actually starting to uh, film again in uh, in Iceland and Sweden. And uh, you know I, I'm all for the Iceland and Sweden detective shows. Some of those detectives are great. As long as, I don't care what language you're speaking, if you're a crazy, out of control uh, genius detective solving murders, I'm all for it. I'm with you. I don't care what I don't care what you're speaking. No problem. I'm with you. But they've started uh, they've started filming, and of course they have the uh, you know the new. The new world order of lists how you film in today's world. You have voluntary testing for COVID-19. You have uh, temperature tests every morning. You have self-quarantining for 14 days before shooting. You're isolating with crew for the duration of the two-week shoot. Boxed meals instead of buffets. That's got to be hard to take. Single-use disposable makeup applicators. Visual effects swapped in for some live scenes. Okay, I mean... All right, fine, whatever. And did you see where uh, the Ghostbusters uh, reboot director uh, and you know, the Ghostbusters spin up with Melissa McCarthy and Christian Way and Kate McKenna, Leslie Jones? And the, the movie was actually, you know, kind of agonizing, but it earned 229 million bucks over 229 million, a worldwide box office. Now, they expected and you know, just because you expect something doesn't mean you're going to get it. You can quote me on that too, by the way. Uh, just because you expect something, uh, doesn't mean you're going to get it. They expected to get at least 500 million on the movie and they only got 229.1 million on the movie. The director blamed the anti-Hillary Clinton movement for adding to the backlash. That caused his Ghostbusters reboot to underwhelm at the box office. Now it couldn't be that the movie sucked and nobody cared about the four women as the Ghostbusters. Couldn't be that at all. Uh, It couldn't be that it wasn't it was trying too hard to be funny and not like the other Ghostbuster movies. Couldn't be that at all. It had to be the anti-Hillary Clinton movement that caused the movie to not reach what they hoped it would reach. Okay. All right. No problem. And Mike Tyson all over the news. I love the fact that uh, Tyson's all over the news. Of course, he's signing a new deal, uh, you know, to fight. He's been working out. He's been fighting. And, uh, you know, so he wants to keep that image up So he's out promoting himself. And uh, he said that uh, drinking, eating, and having sex to excess were reasons for his financial downfall in 2003. He bought mansions, fast cars, Bengal tigers, uh, you know, before filing for bankruptcy, only $23 million. Orgies. I was crazy. I was so sick. I had no idea I was so sick. I bought a lot of cars for girls, too. Oh okay well then he became a millionaire again uh, he's got uh, he's only worth about uh, this is sad I don't know how he lives he's only worth about three million right now uh, you know after paying everything off and he's got he's only worth about three million so he's gonna be worth a lot more if he starts fighting again I guess that came to his uh, I guess that was the deal for Mike he realized hmm, maybe if I fight again even for charity uh, I can uh, I can make a little money you know like 20 million so he bought a 40 acre marijuana farm he's got his podcast uh hot box in which i bet is wonderful but this is what he was talking about on hot boxing uh he said that uh uh he's been reflecting on his lifestyle which uh, he just couldn't live and keep up with today he said you can't f girls You know, if your kids are listening, just know that we're going to get into adult words. I won't say the words, but it's an adult story. It's a big guy. It's a big guy story. All right. We should have some sort of big guy story sounder. But uh, Mike went on to say, you can't F girls like you used to when you were young. Uh, You can't be having bees around like you do when you were young. they F up money. I didn't know that. They were fun then. But when you're older, they ain't fun no more. Effing all day ain't fun no more. You want some effing money. You know what I mean? Of course. Duh. Of course we know what you mean, Mike. Uh, (laughs) uh, He went on. Giving people money like effing everybody. Party with everybody and effing their mothers and their sisters and their cousins. Orgies. I was crazy. I was so sick I had no idea I was so sick. I bought a lot of cars for girls, too. I was out of control. Drinking, gorging on food, effing women. You know how it is. (laughs) I could... Look, Mike, I understand. I understand. Uh, It's tough. It's tough to get by. And sometimes you just have to do what you have to do, right? And when you have to... You have to give up. You can quote me on that, too, Mike, if you want. Sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. Uh, But again, another quote. This is like quote Thursday on Chewing the Fat. Uh, Once you're in it, you're in it. And that could be used for many reasons. Uh, But since we're talking about Mike and his struggles, you know, once you're in it, you're in it. All right, before we get to the coronavirus numbers, I just wanted to remind you that uh, coming up on the podcast version of Chewing the Fat Today, I've got some stuff, some some houses and some other merchandise that is for sale that you can get at a good price now that we're coming out of the pandemic window. So for the coronavirus cases uh, worldwide, we have 5,846,538 total worldwide cases. As of this recording, 359,529 deaths globally. Here in the United States, we have 5,846,538 Cases, no, that's worldwide. Here in the United States, duh. I keep, I, I do that every day. USA, 1,753,212 total cases here in the United States of America, 102,556 total deaths at the time of this recording. Now, has China, scroll down here and see if China has crossed over the mystical 83,000 total case mark? as of today. And as of this recording, the answer to that would be no. 82,995 total cases in China. Now, they're still recording cases because as of right now, there is two new cases. So, it's good that they have the the two new cases that we're getting there, I'm not sure when we're going to cross over that 83,000 threshold. Maybe, uh, I mean, this weekend? I don't know. I don't want to be the guy in China that, uh, has to want, be the one to report we're over 83,000. Let's, uh, let's just be clear about that. Through the TSA checkpoint numbers, uh, yesterday, 261,170 people through the turnstiles at the TSA checkpoints. So... Uh, are we back or aren't we back? I mean, it doesn't look like we're back at all. American Airlines says they're going to cut management and support staff by 30%. Wow. And, uh, we also have Boeing cutting more than 12,000 jobs, uh, via layoffs and buyouts. And that's what's happening at American Airlines as well. So... I mean, it's still not pretty. We have 2.1 million jobless claims reported this last week, which, uh, makes the total nearly 41 million jobless claims since the beginning of the pandemic. So we've got that going for us. (laughs) I mean, that's really, you know, and we've. I know talked about it before, but I believe that it's more than that because so many people were independent contractors that aren't even part of that deal. Anyway, (sighs) sad. Now, we do have uh, people trying to do things and create things that will help in our need to see sports and participate in sports. Uh, Japan has a new remote cheerer system developed by the Japanese firm Yamaha, which uh, allows fans following the match on TV, uh, radio, or online entourage to, uh, via their smartphones. uh, They can berate players, cheer, boo their voices uh, used around the stadium in real-time loudspeakers. They test it. They have 58 speakers set up among the empty seats. You don't get to question the referee's eyesight, however, or, or uh, you know, it's going to be kind of weird. I don't know how you do that. I mean, Denmark is trying to have, uh, giant screens set up with zoom so that you have all these people watching the game and cheering on zoom. Um, okay. How, how do you handle the audio with that? in the virtual stands and I mean, I kind of like the idea, I guess it's kind of cool. And it, you know, definitely is part of the social distance plan, but I don't know how you, I don't know how you do the audio. Um, you know, you have 10,000 people with their microphone on, uh, okay. (laughs) Or, Or more or more. I mean, you just kind of have to have separate screens, right? You have to call in. You can zoom and watch the game from screen, you know, screen twenty-five, and twenty-five has separate audio from tw- all the all the different screens have separate audio. I guess that's how you do it. That's I mean, you know, you have different screens, different zoom numbers, uh, different audio from those screens and you know people monitoring that audio and bringing it up and bringing it down as needed throughout the game i guess i guess that's how you would do it uh okay i guess for now until we're allowed to until we're allowed back into the stadium okay and uh good news coming from the sex worker audience uh i know look i know it's been tough on you i get it uh People have been in lockdown. You're trying to, you know, social distance. People have not been out on the streets. You're still trying to make a living. You have to make a living too. I know that. So, uh, the Swiss sex workers have decided that they, uh, are going, and they and their you know, all their colleagues to service clients and not spread the coronavirus. Okay. Uh, they're going to, you know, they've drafted some new guidelines. And uh, remember, we had the New York City guidelines uh, when the pandemic started. And uh, we had Dr. Fauci telling us that, uh, you know, it was okay to use Tinder if, you know, you wanted to accept the risk of using Tinder during this uh, during this time of need. Well, now the Swiss sex workers have uh, new guidelines. And they... Uh, They've decided since they had a temporary ban on prostitution, which I mean, you talk about getting ugly in Switzerland over COVID nineteen. So now that the guy, now that the ban is over, uh, they decided that uh, doggy style and reverse cowgirl are ways to not. Uh, mitigate uh, mitigates the risk of contact contracting COVID nineteen. So at least we're trying to help. At least we're trying to help. Thank you, Swiss sex workers. Thank you. And the pizza business had some good news. Uh, so you know we end, end the end the show uh, pre podcast version, the full version of the show with some good news. Uh, Papa John's announced that uh, North American same store sales surged 33.5% during May, which topped April's 26.9% jump. Uh, They're very happy at Papa John's. People are ordering pizza and having it delivered to their house. And Domino's said same-store sales uh, over the first two months of the quarter increased 14%, not as much as Papa John's, but still increased, right? So that's good news. Good news. We're... isn't it good news? I mean, I know that we had uh, we had the study that showed that half of Americans fear they'll never get their pre-coronavirus body back. <laughs> Wait, that's supposed to be good news. So, so we're ordering pizza. Sales are thriving, and we're fear that we're never going to get our pre-coronavirus body back. So I'm guessing that if you've been ordering Papa John's, that is true. Nearly two-thirds of Americans feel they've been eating more unhealthy foods compared to just a few months ago. All right. Uh, They're saying that the average adult has put on five pounds since the beginning of the quarantine. I could do five pounds standing on my hands. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. So one of the, one of the, you know, emails that I get every day has their little, you know, question and answer, answer trivia section. And, uh, today I thought, oh, that's, uh, that's interesting that, uh, the price. So they're asking about, uh, a house for sale, uh, in, uh, Potomac, Maryland. So it's a gated estate on four acres in Potomac, Maryland. Okay. And they're asking, you know, for you to guess how much the, the house is. You have seven bedrooms, eight baths in the main house, two bedroom, one bath in the guest house, and a pool house with a full kitchen and bath, lighted tennis court, and a heated pool, plus the basement. And the picture of the basement is really Cool. Uh, features an, ep- you know, they, they're they calling it an epic party space, but it's modeled after a uh, 1900s-era Georgetown Street, and some of the doors of the streetscape actually open to, you know, the garage and uh, other little, you know, spaces. But the main part of the, it looks like the Georgetown Street. Really cool. Really cool. So I'm thinking of that, wow, uh, that's got to be what? 10 million, right? I mean, off the top of my head, I would guess 10 million. 4.5 million. I mean, that's a deal. That's a coronavirus deal, right there. Gated estate, four acres in Maryland, seven bedrooms, eight baths in the main house, two bedrooms, one bath in the guest house, a pool house with a full kitchen and bath, tennis court. With lights, heated pool, the Georgetown Street basement, and the garage? I mean, come on. That's a steal at $4.5 million. I should be selling that. <laughs> uh, for $4.5 million? Uh, Come on now. Uh, that's a deal. Now, Stallone is selling his place, his La Quinta home, which uh, the actor uh, bought uh, for how much did he buy? I don't know, forget how much he paid for this place. It says so, but it, he's got a house in uh, the Coachella Valley that he's selling for three point three five million dollars. Okay, so it's a private residential community. It's got its own clubhouse and golf course. Uh, you know, Chris Jenner, Cindy Crawford. Apparently, they call the community home. I don't think Stallone calls this home. I think this is just a dump he owns that he bought a long time ago. Now, I don't know. It seems uh, $3.35 for this place. Uh, okay, if you say so. Now, he bought it 10 years ago for four and $4.5 All right, so he's been trying to unload this now for a while. That's a dump. It's down to three point three five. Okay, so this house has uh, four bedrooms, walk-in closet, multiple terraces, and a fountain-fed pool. <laughs> what a dump! No wonder. And a you know clubhouse and a golf course. And uh, no wonder he can't even get three point three five million. He got ripped off too. That's when he had a bunch of money. Oh, of course, he still does. Had a bunch of money. Doesn't care. Just bought the place and then realized, ooh, eh, I really don't like this place. It's a Spanish colonial style. It's got the stucco walls, the terracotta roof. It's got some private terraces. It's got the big, you know, double door open, the vaulted ceilings, the chandeliers. Yeah, sure. It's got a, you know, an adjacent kitchen with a large stone and wood island. But I noticed the kitchen, the picture of the kitchen, which is a a beautiful kitchen, but it doesn't have... You know how it's got two stoves? It's got a six-burner and a four-burner stove. But above it, it's got the fans going up, but it doesn't have the uh, water. I know. I know what you're thinking. Well, a dump. That's what I'm thinking. A dump. If you're going to have a big, you know, cooking area... Don't you want the, the faucet over your stoves? Yeah, of course you do. I mean, what kind of dump is this place? He's the, he spends zero time at this place. He bought it. He's been trying to unload it since he bought it because he bought it and he realized, sure, it had a fire pit and a spa and a fountain-fed pool and all that stuff, but I can't. It's got four bedrooms, five bathrooms. It only has 4,889 square feet. Ha! <laughs> I mean you talk about a dump for 3.35 million. okay all right I mean if you want to spend it good. I would rather buy the place in Maryland. Well, you don't have the California weather, but uh, the place in Maryland is much better. And Tom Brady also trying to sell uh, offload of something that he had specially made for him his Cadillac escalade. it's an SUV. He had it uh, he had it specially redone. Uh, and you know, it's a, it's a Cadillac SUV. It's really pretty, uh, silver. It's got the extended doors. Um, he apparently loved it. It's got, uh, it's a lot bigger. It's stretched by 20 inches. Uh, the rear doors are by 10 inches longer. So it's got uh, the roof also is raised by five inches and enforced with steel support ribbing. So it exceeds the U.S. federal safety standards and crush resistant laws while providing optimal rear passenger headroom. This isn't just an SUV. So, uh, and it's beautiful inside. I know. Holy cow. It is beautiful. It's got uh, custom made seating, two six way electric reclining VIP seats, electric leg rests, two large aviation-style folding tables, uh burl wood finish, 32-inch HD LCD screen, uh, and a rear 12-inch screen because, uh, you know, the 32-inch isn't enough. And uh, it's got a mobile internet router, which allows for multiple service providers. I mean, it's nice. And uh, apparently he... You know, was really happy with it, and uh, you know, he took great care of it, and you know, he claimed that it'll always be part of the family. So much so that he's getting, you know, he's offloading the, the, the clunker. Uh, he's selling his, uh, his SUV, the 2017 Cadillac Escalade. Uh, you know, specially formatted for three hundred thousand dollars. So if you wanna, you wanna drive around in luxury with your entire family uh, in the SUV that was once owned and designed by Tom Brady, you can get that for $300,000. You might be able to walk up to Tom with maybe, I don't know, 250000 cash and say, you know, hey, here's the, here's 250000 cash. I'll drive it away. Tom might let you get away with that. I don't know, though. I'm not promising anything. I haven't talked to Tom about it but i'm guessing for cash you can drive that thing off the lot right now <music>